Blog Talk Radio. for Monday, August the 27th. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Making It Happen Incorporated, transforming your dreams into reality. We have another very special show for you this evening, and I am pleased to have co-hosting with me, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Lisa. How are you today? Girl, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today? I feel terrific, so I'm very fortunate. I feel energized and just ready for another good show. All right, well, here we go. This evening's <laughs> program, we will be talking about Too Legit to Quit. Too Legit to Quit. We will be taking calls later on in the show. So if you would like to call in with questions and participate in the conversation, that number is 347-237-4518. That's 347-237-4518. And for those of you who are tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on upcoming broadcasts. We are now available as a podcast, and we're very excited about that, and it's free. So you can go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in A Date with Destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. You can also send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net. So, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, girl, how you doing? Oh, I just feel so good. I was a little, uh, I, I had a, a slow start to my day, but I'm just really feeling great. I got outside and I got some sun, and it totally energized me, so I'm feeling very good tonight. Well, that's excellent. And how about it being the end of the month and actually the first day of school for a lot of uh, students? I know some students went back in other parts of the country, like I think about maybe a week or two ago, but we're just starting here on the East Coast, well, in Maryland anyway, 
um, yeah. today. So that's pretty wild because didn't they just get out of school? <laughs> yes, it, it seems that way, but it all happened so fast and so oh quick. My oh, my yeah. gosh. Time but, is um, not standing still. I wish students well this year uh, for those of them yeah. who are just starting out, especially little ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty excited for them, too. Um, all right. Well, last week... We walked through the book a little bit of um, Think and Grow Rich, Mastering the Mind, and how to manifest our desires by paying attention to what we are thinking about. We examined Napoleon Hill's six-step method that will guarantee you success in any area of your life if you just take the time to apply them. Tonight, we are going to examine another area of the same book, Think and Grow Rich, Um, And we're going to talk about the area of persistence and perseverance and how vital they are to your success. The starting point of all achievement is desire. Keep this constantly in mind. Napoleon Hill states that weak desires bring about weak results, just as a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. If you find yourself lacking in persistence, this weakness may be remedied by building a stronger fire under your desires. The lack of persistence is a weakness common to the majority of people. It is a weakness that may be overcome by effort. The ease with which we lack of uh, the, the ease of which lack of perseverance may be conquered will depend entirely upon the intensity of one's desire. So last week I know we definitely uh, touched, uh, talked a lot about desire and how you must have a burning desire in order for, uh, for you to even see your dreams start to take shape. So, Teresa, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, as you mentioned last week, it, it, when I think about desire, I guess, um, I always say, my favorite saying, and this is my own personal saying, is that people do what they want to do, and what they yeah. don't want to do, they don't do. Right. <laughs> so it comes right. down to choices and, like you said, that burning desire to do or not to do. And right. we all make those changes on a daily basis. And you know when you're really passionate about something, it's kind of like being in love with someone and you're really mm-hmm. feeling, feeling the fire and the passion you do everything you can, especially in those beginning stages, to ensure that that other person uh, continues to feel that way about you. And you really can't help yourself because you're just so in love and so passionate and that fire or that passion just burns deep within you. And it's the same way you have to be with your dreams or desires. Uh, You just have to have that fire burning deep within you. And once you do, that's the first thing that will propel you forward so that you don't quit or you hang in there. Right, right. Lack of persistence. Um, yeah. Because even in a relationship, you have to be, well, and, and, and again, it goes back to, I guess, like you said, being, you know, loving a person, being in love. You know how, yeah. you know, when you first meet someone and your heart is all gooey and everything and you're just like, oh, I just can't stand to be away from this person. And you try yeah. to do everything in your power to make sure that, you know, you're you're doing everything right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. then you you know you want to make sure that you know you're making that person happy and and um 
You just but the uh, women, you're looking good, you know, yeah. you're your body in shape, your makeup yeah. on, your clothes yeah. are to die for. <laughs> yeah, yes, and exactly. Men, so you know, it's, it, it's the mm-hmm. same. <laughs> it is. It is of, lack of, of persistence. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I was just going to say, lack of persistence is one of the major causes of failure. Um, and the mm-hmm. studies have proven that lack of persistence is a weakness common to the majority of people. It is a weakness that may be overcome by effort. The ease with which lack of persistence may be conquered will depend entirely upon the intensity of one's desire. So, again, going back to the desire, it always brings us back to that. And I guess we can equate desire with passion. Yes, yes, yes. Because when you're really passionate mm-hmm. about something, it, it even it, it could be with a hobby. It's just like some men you find they just love to golf. I mean, yeah, everything they talk about is golf related. You know, yeah, you know when I'm going to take my vacation, I'm going to play around the golf, or you know they plan their vacations around the golf. Their fam- you know, and so it's something that they love to do, want to do, and all of that desire and passion is you know related to that. And so that's the kind of thing that we're looking for is that when it comes to your dreams and your career choices or what it is that you feel like you want to do forever, it's so important to have that passion because it helps propel you to really stay in the game, not only because you're doing something that you want, but it is the one thing that helps you. Sometimes people don't persist because they quit, and a a lot of time they quit, they quit is, due to the fact that they don't have enough passion around what they're doing. They're not excited about it. They don't enjoy it. And so as a result, their dreams just or desires, because they're not burning passionately enough, just begin to dissipate. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And um, like like I said in the beginning, weak desires bring weak results. Yeah. So we can all agree to that. And that's just basic. It sounds so simple. Weak desires bring about weak results. (laughs) You know, yeah. um, so it all depends on you. And and you know, what 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 about the times when we really are excited in the beginning? What is it about the beginning of something new that that excites us and and you know that fire is burning and you know it gets us motivated and so on and so forth? And then when we don't see quick enough results, we want to stop. We we get scared. We get afraid. We just want to drop it. And we want to, you know, we're scared to pick up, you know, even we're scared to pick up and do something different. You know, and uh, that goes back to the show of comfort zones. We're afraid to move outside of our comfort zone. Right. And, you know, I think part of that has to do with our society. Our society doesn't accept failure very well. And Mm. we aren't trained. I remember working in a corporate setting where if you said you made a mistake, it was like, Remember the the uh, was it the the Hutton commercial where mm-hmm. everyone would stop talking like whoa mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she said <laughs> she mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made a mistake and yeah. I found that I, that was one of the major problems is, is that it was rampant and so what people would do in turn is they would cover up the mistakes or you know they didn't want to voice them and, and a lot of times not admitting the mistake would cause a mountain of other problems. But yeah. when you fail to admit uh, what you're doing is you're delaying your process or your progress. And, again, we don't like to make mistakes. And 
we don't like to make what I call mindless or the same mistakes over and over again. But yeah. there are times that making mistakes helps to get us to a level of expertise. Because to me, an expert yeah. is someone who learns what not to do, and they only know what not to do from having done them. Exactly. <laughs> things that cause them to make mistakes. So exactly. I think that the first step is realizing that that you're going to make a series of, of missteps and being able yeah. to accept that. Yeah, and, and I think... And along with that, you made a very good point. Along with that is the fear of criticism. You know, yes. we are afraid of being criticized um, by our peers, and yes. um, that will also, that's another fear. Um, fear of failure, I think, goes hand in hand with fear of being criticized. Yes. And, you know, you have people out here who, are, <laughs> who you know, unfortunately are, are pretty cruel, and yeah. very, very judgmental. Um, and, yeah. you know, we we have run into all of us. I don't care who you are. We've all run into them. And some mm-hmm. of you still may be um, uh, with them or, or around, surrounded by them at this very moment in your lives where people are criticizing you or have criticized you in the past, and you're afraid to really step out there and go for what you know. So, and then mm-hmm. the thing is, and here, oh, my God, okay, so here, here's, here's another good, good thing. Even though you may have tried something in your past or, you mm-hmm. know, you feel as though you're going for what's in your heart and your dream and you mm-hmm. put forth every effort. I mean, you know, I know we can't go beyond 100% because 100% is mm-hmm. 100%, but you have mm-hmm. gone beyond 100%. You have pushed that thing mm-hmm. and pushed that thing, and then for some reason, you know, it didn't materialize the way you expected it to. So we look at that as, okay, I failed. But then mm-hmm. the people around you with not even really meaning to do so, you know, mm-hmm. they're always in your ear telling you, see, I told you so. See, I don't know even <laughs> why you tried to do that. You know, I told uh-huh. you if you wanted to do that, this was going to happen and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you're you're hearing these things and then, you know, th- that little um, chatter right there, that will mm-hmm. put a block on you each and every time if you're not strong enough to go, you know, to get around it, go over it or whatever. Yes, 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 yes. And it's so important. That's a very good point you make, Lisa, because we often listen to others or we're looking uh, for what others are saying. And essentially others are looking to you to see if you make it over the hump because they yeah. want to They want to go out. As I say, they want to get out of the cave too, but they don't have uh, the strength or exactly. they haven't overcome some of their fears to even make that happen. Exactly, exactly. And there may be, I'm just saying, you know, there may even be some people out there who secretly don't want to see you succeed. But yeah. you know what? You don't have anything to do with them. That Whatever they think right. about you is none of your business. You know, <laughs> yep. you have to go for what you know. And if it doesn't succeed the first five times, then you get up the sixth time and you try again. And if it doesn't work the sixth time, then you keep going. Um, one of my favorite successes, stories of all time, and there's several, and, and one of uh-huh. them and later on in the show I'm going to share with everybody, but one is, and I'm, everybody knows this person. They may not know him personally, but you have heard of Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken Man, yeah, okay? Yeah. And it, you need to really
really go in and and research his story and i and I shared his story in my book um Destiny Awaits: the Pouring Out of Wisdom uh-huh. for Humanity to Drink. His story is amazing. And one of the things I love about his story is that when you when you look at the, his beginning, his humble, and when I mm-hmm. say be, I'm talking humble, okay, mm-hmm. humble beginnings, mm-hmm. and isn't that how we all start out? Most of us, mm-hmm. anyway, who, the ones of us who weren't born with silver spoons in our mouths, you know, mm-hmm. we all start <laughs> off humbly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he didn't even start out with the idea of uh, of of, of of becoming this great icon because mm-hmm. he was, you know, he had a, a great recipe for fried chicken. Fried chicken, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to start selling my chili dag on it yes, <laughs> and do. become the you chili do. queen of the, of the United <laughs> States. But but he started off humbly, and um, uh, it didn't. It was like he was in his mid sixties, I believe, before he even, you know, realized that he had something to work with. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And and yes, it's like yes. from start to finish, you know, he um ended up uh opening up a little um well actually he ended up working for someone else in a little like side restaurant or whatever. And and the thing uh-huh. that he knew how to do the most above anything else was to cook. Mm-hmm. Even though he was, you know, he when he was younger, he did streetcars, mm-hmm. he was in the surf, mm-hmm. he did so many other things. But his mm-hmm. the, the passion he had was for cooking. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. he started, mm-hmm. when people started tasting his fried chicken, they were like, oh, my God. It was like crack to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they mm-hmm. started eating mm-hmm. his chicken, and it was amazing. And so then a light bulb went off in, off in his head, and he decided that he could take that and market it. And then, you know, the rest is history. He became like uh, an icon, a household name. Right. That's incredible. But the thing was, the thing I love about his story and a whole lot of other people's Mm -hmm. success stories, they didn't quit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They never Mm -hmm. gave up on who they truly were. And and he didn't really have a plan in the beginning. He didn't have a plan until Mm -hmm. he realized that everything else he was doing in life, and it was like by chance, it was happenstance. He just mm-hmm. cooked for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like people would come to uh, this gas station. He had like a room over top of this gas mm-hmm. station. So what he would do would be like to, you know, serve them food, like when people came in. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, my God, this is absolutely fabulous. <laughs> and then that's when the idea took root, yeah. a little tiny the, seed. Right. And the funny thing is is we're still loving and eating his chicken today. Oh, my God. recipe. You know, yeah. uh, you've got Kentucky Fried Chicken places all over the place, all over you know, as a result of his, the one passion or burning desire to the thing he did very well. And I, right. and that's what we have to get really in touch with because, like you said, in order to be too legit to quit, you truly have to have that passion, as you mentioned, yeah. Lisa, and just really believe that I'm meant, I'm born to do this. This is something yeah. I enjoy, I love. And then as you evolve and you think about, well, I, I was talking to, oh, oh, I met, uh, like I mentioned, I think last week about a girl who wrote who wrote poetry. Once you are very good at something and you're passionate about something, then you start to open your idea to, gee, maybe I can make a living at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mm-hmm. mean? is another option. And then as a result, the plan unfolds naturally based on what you're passionate about. 
But the reality is that when you're exercising and engaging in your passion, you'll give it a lot more time than an average person before you just simply quit or, or do away with what you're doing. Well, I, for one, am so glad that Colonel Sanders <laughs> did not quit, okay? <laughs> and I concur. I concur. I, you know, and and there's so many others out there, like I said, um, stories like that. Um, one, I'm going to read this short little excerpt from uh, Napoleon's book. And I don't know about you, Teresa, but I am a huge huge martial arts fan. I think in one of my mm-hmm. other lives I was like, you know, I, I was a warrior queen, but I, I was really <laughs> adept in, in the martial arts. But um, one of my favorite, favorite people of all time was um, Bruce Lee. And mm-hmm. um, a good example of the power of persistence is show business. From all of, mm-hmm. And everybody can relate to that because from all over the world, people have come to Hollywood seeking fame, fortune, power, love, or whatever it is that human beings call success. Uh, once mm-hmm. in a great while, someone steps out from the long procession of seekers, and the world hears that another person has mastered, quote-unquote, Hollywood. But Hollywood mm-hmm. is not easily nor quickly conquered, and we all know that you know it takes a lot to get out there in that realm and to succeed um, because there's so many people that are trying to do so. Um, mm-hmm. But Hollywood is not easily or quickly conquered. It acknowledges talent, recognizes genius, and pays off in money only after one has refused to quit. And the yeah. secret is always inseparably attached to the one word, persistence. And then um, mm-hmm. it, it states that Bruce Lee, the actor, um, Bruce Lee, the actor, who made us conscious of the Asian march, martial arts, thank you, Bruce Lee, uh, might have been forgotten long ago were it not for his persistence in reaching for movie stardom. Lee arrived in America from China with nothing but a dream and the capacity for hard work. During his youth, he studied and mastered being uh, mastered kung fu, and later became a teacher of this art. However, his real goal was to be an actor. He obtained minor roles in some films and TV programs, but he felt his great break came when he learned that the producers of a new television series called Kung Fu were looking for an actor who knew the martial arts uh, for the starring role. And then we know um, that he didn't make that role. His scene test was successful, and he looked forward to being given the role, but to his great disappointment, another actor, David Carradine, was chosen. Disillusioned, okay, because I know I would have been disillusioned at that point, (laughs) he was ready to give up acting and go back to teaching. When members of the Asian community heard of this, he was um, deluged with letters asking him not to give up. Soon the word spread to movie fans of all races, and Lee made up his mind to keep seeking new roles. He never gave up. He took roles in several films, and his reputation as an actor and proponent of the martial arts made him a household name throughout the world. He took the study of the martial arts from being limited to Asian countries to becoming universally respected. And although he died of uh, a cerebral hemorrhage at the hemorrhage at the age of 32, his fame has lived after him. Bruce Lee is not only still remembered and admired by fans, many of whom were not even born when he made his movies, but TV series and early films have made um, into videos and are still highly popular all over the world. 
So persistence is a state of mind, and it can be cultivated. Um, and I just admire that, that persistence and that tenacity. And that's the kind of persistence and tenacity that everyone needs to have if you want to succeed in whatever it is you want to do. Right. And I think that one of the things that I truly admire about Bruce Lee is that he was a true believer in it starts upstairs in the mind or in the head first. And this is one of the things that uh, uh, Napoleon Hill espouses so much in his book is that before you do anything, you need to think about what the end is for you. Where do you want to end up, like in the case of Bruce Lee? which Lisa, by the way, is an excellent story, is start thinking about where do I want to end up? What do I want to have? What does success look like? What is the monetary value of success? And my favorite, and I watched him on the Actors Guild this week, is um, uh, Carey, the one who did the actor, uh, Jim Carey. And he came from a a homeless family uh, living out of their car, and he just wrote a check about what what dollar amount he would garner. And he talked about living his dream out first in his head, in his spirit, in his heart, in his mind. Yes. And that yes. that was the thing that propelled him to get and to bring all that he needed his way. And so yes. I really think that the listening audience should stop. You know, we always think about, well, I need money. That's always the first thing. Well, I don't have the yes. skill set. I don't know the people, all of these other things. Rather than start there, start in your head first. What right. do I really want to do and what does that look like for me? And That's just right. keep, as Napoleon Hill said, mentioning it and saying it when you wake up, before you go to bed, all throughout the day, meditating on what you want to do and where you want to go. And before you know it, the God that we serve or will start to help those plans materialize in a way that you need them to materialize so that you can move forward. And you always accomplish far more than what you initially planned to do. That's right. And then you have to stop and ask yourself the question, how bad do I want what I want? How bad Mm -hmm. do you want it? Mm -hmm. You know, if you quit, then you didn't want it bad enough. You know, yeah, and don't get me yeah. wrong, there were times when I have gotten discouraged. Um, I mean, we all do where, you know, the other side of us, the other side of our spirit side, is, in case you guys didn't know, is human, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> the human part of us, yes, you know, is weak. Mm-hmm. It's weak. And if you allow your ego to take over, it will conquer you at each and every time. But Mm -hmm. that's not the Mm -hmm. real essence of who we are. So if we allow that part of us to take over and and constantly listening to that that chatter that tells us Mm -hmm. that we can't, you know, and we're not going to do this and you can't because you don't have this and blah, 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 then you will never succeed at anything. You will always find yourself stopping and starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting. So what you need to do is stop, you know, uh, listening to the negative chatter in your head, and we need to learn how to develop like um, Napoleon says, how to develop persistence. And he does a a segment in his book about that. Um, He does four, he has a part in his book that has four steps that are essential for success in all walks of life. 
um, the entire purpose of the 13 principles of this philosophy will enable you to take these four steps as a matter of habit. And, Teresa, you know by reading his book that he always talks about habit and getting into the habit yes. of repeating daily affirmations um, in the morning and in the midday and before you go to bed at night. You have to have mm-hmm. you, It takes, I think, what is it, 21 days, is it? Is it 21 yes. days to create a I habit? It's, I think it's... Um, Yes, three weeks. So yeah, somewhere around there, right? To create a habit. So, Mm -hmm. the first thing he says is a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. A definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. So the purpose, you know, you have to figure out yourself what is your purpose, and then you have to you need to go back into last week's show because we gave you um, six steps. Uh, in that book, if you have not read the book yeah. already, that you it's, it's like essential. You know, it's really, really essential for you to read over that, do those exercises, so that you can succeed. We're giving you, we're giving you this stuff so that you can succeed in your yeah. life. The second one is a definite plan um, expressed in continuous action. You know, yeah, uh, you may not know the whole plan right away. But just start. Just start. You have a desire. Yeah, yeah. Now just start, and then because once you start, then you will find that um, the continuous action is just going to happen. It's just going. It's like magic. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to yeah. take that first step, right? Yes, 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 yes. And then three, and he states. Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, you finish. Three, he states, a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestion of relatives, friends, <laughs> and acquaintances. And I'm going to read that one again. <laughs> a mind closed tightly. Okay? There's a reason mm-hmm. for that. A mind closed tightly against all all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. That is so vital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So vital. Okay, and the last one, number four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage you to follow through with both plan and purpose. And, Teresa, that goes back to uh, one of our programs when we talked about having an accountability partner. I thank God for you. Yes. I thank God for you because you keep me centered and focused. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and as you do for me, and also having that mastermind group like we meet every month with the Making It Happen group of people who also help as well. Yes, to encourage you. You want to surround yourself, people, with um, like-minded people. And if you don't have those people yet, if you start, like, just thinking about them, think about the type of people that you want to be around, then you will start to attract them to you. Yes, 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 you will. And that is so crucial to your success. Uh, And more importantly, uh, related to that, which is a a little different, is keeping – distractions out, and that is the television. I think that even for myself, I can find myself spending countless hours vegging on the television, Mm -hmm. and none of it good. (laughs) You know, I'm not watching, like, competitive sports or great human stories or 
Wayne yeah. Dwyer, although I love him, the PBS specials or learning about science. I'm vegging out on pure junk. It's like eating junk food <laughs> and putting a junk food in your body. And then when yeah. you don't see the results of where you want to, to be or where you want to go, you're looking like, wow, this isn't working. No, it's not working because you've got too many distractors exactly. in your view. And sometimes, yeah. like Napoleon Hill makes a wonderful, uh, does a wonderful job of talking about how important it is to meditate and to take time mm. to go over in your head your goals. And um, one of the things, speaking of Wayne Dwyer, that I really enjoy about him is he always says, whatever it is you want to do, see the end first. Yeah. Before you take that one step, like he writes his books, he always sees the cover. He tries to see as much of the end of the book as possible, and then he begins yeah. to write. And so I would strongly encourage us to you know, uh, not only myself, but your listening audience to continue to do that. Yeah, and that's how movies are made, too. Um, you know, stories, we, most people yeah. start off with the end of the story first, and then they go back and, and they fill it in. And, you know, thinking oh. about that, sometimes it makes me think about the universe and how it was created, and the end, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. end really takes us back to the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's Doesn't a very it? good point. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and our stories, if you think about the great scheme of things, our stories are mm-hmm. already written. The end yeah. is already yeah. written. We're just filling in the gap. <laughs> We're walk- And the end, you know, the end, the end result is, is so phenomenal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, thanking God for all that he has already done and is about to do in all of our lives. But the yeah. end is already done. It's finished. Yes. Yeah. It is finished. So now, in other words, your destiny is already finished. It's up to you to walk straight into it. All Mm -hmm. you have to do Mm -hmm. is make up your mind that that's what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's done. Another great success story, uh, Teresa, that I absolutely love is um, my good friend, Mr. Tyler Perry. Oh, yes, oh yes, my gosh, yes. his story is like, you know, one, uh, you know, uh, storybooks are written out of. Yes. And anybody who knows um, or has read Tyler's story before, and if you haven't, you should, it's just phenomenal uh, the way he started. At one point he was homeless, but his humble yes. beginning, you know, yes. his humble beginnings of a little lonely boy, you know, um, abused, yes. you know, uh, afraid. Growing up, not knowing, you know, what in the world was going to happen to him because of his, you know, where he grew up. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was in an abusive environment. But, you know, he had a desire and a love for plays. And and what he did was he started writing. Mm -hmm. Even in his Mm -hmm. situation, even in the midst of, in the midst of the Mm -hmm. turmoil and the, and the, the, the things that were going on inside of him, I can only imagine. You know, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he continued to write. And even in his writing and, and, you know, trying to produce his plays, at one point he was homeless. Mm-hmm. Homeless, mm-hmm. sleeping in his mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he almost mm-hmm. gave up. At one point he did. He gave up and he quit. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. you know, God spoke to him and said, no, you need to keep going. You need to go mm-hmm. out and look how many people are lined up around the corner to get into your show. Wow. And that wow. was the spark wow. that he needed in order to continue to go. And now look at where yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah. The first African-American to have his own movie wow. studio in Hollywood. Wow. Okay? 
Now, other people before him had the means to do so, had the means to do that, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there are people out here who may be haters, and, I, you know, sometimes I, I read the little negative things uh, that they say, you know, about him, about his movies and things like that, but guess what? He's doing it, mm-hmm. and he's still mm-hmm. doing it in spite yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that can still, that can happen to any one of us. We all have that capability. Yeah, and you know what, Lisa, that is just, so important because sometimes we meet with success or our dreams out of pain and adversity. Sometimes yes. we don't oh my God. discover. I was reading today a book. Uh, the book is called Unstoppable, and uh, there was a little a story in there about a mother who had, and her her son was passing away. Um, he had cancer. He had cancer, and she would write him a letter each day and have that letter mailed to him to cheer him up. And so eventually her son realized it was her, and he kept them all in a little bundle, and he said, Mom, I really appreciate that. Unfortunately, her son passed, but as a result, she found her calling in that and has made a living out of doing that. Wow. She sends out, I think it's over like 600,000 letters a year wow. to you know, kids who suffer from cancer. So sometimes we find, sometimes we're looking to God and trying to figure out, What's our purpose? What's our dream? What's our gift? Yeah, and it may yeah. come out of adversity that we discover it. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, and and you know that is so true. I remember um, not so long ago, actually, when I started this program, and I was sharing with a few people, um, you know, how you 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 market and promote. And one person uh, asked me, you know, the question, um, which kind of it didn't surprise me too much, but you know, it's like really. The question was, well, you know, really another talk show? Well, what's going to make your talk show different from all the rest of the talk shows out here? And do you really think that, you know, that's going to be successful? And I wanted to laugh. I did, as a matter of fact. I did chuckle. <laughs> you know, and I said, you know what? I have no idea um, uh, as far as what anybody else is doing or has done. That's not a concern mm-hmm. to me. My concern is doing something that I love and that I'm passionate about and that I know was given to me uh, to do, something that I've always wanted to do, and that's what I'm going to focus on. You know, um, well, what's going to make people listen to your show? Well, those who have ears, let them hear. You know, it's 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 a it's not a matter of I'm not thinking about oh I got to get this person listening I got to no you just got to yeah. do it you just got to yeah. put it out there you have got to walk in what you know that God has been put in you to do yeah. and the rest yeah. is just you know automatic you yeah. know I it's, yeah. and another thing you know we didn't talk about this last week but I really want to stress this we have to stop getting into a competitive mode there is no competition. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yes, there true. because this universe is so huge and so large that there's enough in it for everybody and 50,000 generations to come. Yeah. We have and to I, stop and... thinking about competing with this person and competing. There's no competition because yeah. you know what? There's only one me, yeah. and I can yeah. be the best me that I know how to be, and God is going to use me in the way in which he needs me to be used. Yeah. And, and he's going to so use important. that person and then that person and then that person because we're all we've all got a unique quality that needs to that that uh we can uh share with the world. Right. Right. We have our own blueprint. <laughs> exactly. Our own unique yeah, blueprint. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah that's so really persist- important for people to know. 
Yeah, you have to stop thinking that, you know, this person is better than you or that person's business is better than No, it's not. The only thing that they had that you don't is probably more time in the thing that they were doing. That's all. You've got just as much skills and in what you were born to do than they do. Mm-hmm. And the only thing mm-hmm. that separates some of us is that they've been doing it longer. But if you choose to do something like, say, for example, I'm choosing to do this this show, this talk show, mm-hmm. and, and um, sharing information with sharing information with the world, then the people that are supposed to hear it will hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Teresa, in another month and a half, we're going to be at 10,000 listeners. Yes. That's yes. incredible. It is incredible. And more importantly, it's what you're offering, Lisa, in that we're, you're able to help people discover their true self, who they really exactly. are. Because when you know your purpose, you start to really, it's the beginning stages of knowing who you are as defined by you and your maker, and that's it. That's right. Uh, because oftentimes we're, you know, a lot of us are sick with diseases, a lot of us are unhappy, and a lot of the reason why is because we're not living out our true purpose and there's a disconnect. But we're not yeah. understanding where where it's occurring, you know, because that's, that's right. Our purpose in life is not emphasized by mainstream society, nor is it emphasized that there's more for everyone. We always think of in terms of limited resources, but there is a sky. As far as you can go, there's still sky. More yeah. worlds to be discovered, you know? That's right. As far as you go into the ground for water, on the, the oceans, the seas, there's still more work there. There's so much work everywhere. So yeah. there's no limitation. And no limitation. To, and that's why I said it's so important for us to read more um, and to get out of outside of a mode where the society tries to shape your thinking because not yes. all the time it's correct. Exactly. And we have to stop thinking just because we, we, we something doesn't work exactly the way we think it should work, that mm-hmm. doesn't give you the license to quit. That yes. just means that there's <laughs> another way that you're supposed to get it done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you don't get into that class or that school or that job or that house or that car that you thought that you were supposed to get into, then okay, all right, don't sweat it. Just know that this one was not meant to be. And I guarantee you that the next thing that comes around, if you don't quit, is bigger, better, brighter than what you had intended for it to be in the first place. Yes, and so often we find ourselves in situations where down the road we say, oh, gosh, I'm so glad I didn't get that house in that neighborhood because look at what happened. And, you know, oh, I'm so glad I didn't go to that school because this yeah. school is so much better and is capturing so more of really all of yeah. my desires. Yeah. It's like yeah. a road map almost, but it's a road yeah. map that we can't really see <laughs> until sometimes yeah. we're on the path. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look back mm-hmm. on your life and you look at the hand, you know, the, the hands that you were dealt, okay, but you look back on your life, right, and and mm-hmm. for me, like I said, you know, I, a broadcasting um, school, when I was in school, I wanted to do journalism. I knew that I wanted to be out there, you know, um, disseminating news and information, but then I realized that, well, I don't want to do news because news is depressing. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to stick a microphone in someone's face after somebody just died and ask them, yeah. well, how do you feel? I mean, it's like, yeah. really? 
You know, so yeah. I yeah. knew that it was somewhere as far as communication that I yeah. wanted to do, um, and that came yeah. natural for me. So, uh-huh. you know, I walked in the thing for a little while, but then the road took me to something else. Yeah. And then the road, okay, I did that for a while. Then the road took me to something else. And then it was like, right. you know, a jigsaw puzzle. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, wow, mm-hmm. wait a minute. But then when you look up, <laughs> one day when you truly, really, really want to discover what your purpose is and you look up, you're back to where you wanted to be in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then every place, every place on that roadmap that you have touched ground or touched down on, is a part of your experience for the now. Right. Everything. And then, it be, and then it becomes, and I think I was talking to you about this the other day, is that the joy you realize is, yes, you're going to get to a final destination or a place where you're living out your purpose and it's fullest, but then the joy becomes the journey. It becomes yeah. very interesting and exciting yeah. because it's like you're going on this wonderful, marvelous trip with all yeah. these twists and turns, as you mentioned, Lisa, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is so much fun. Yeah, I yeah. had a bad time over here, but that only lasted for a couple minutes. But yeah, overall, yeah. this is exciting. Yeah. This is fun. This has been a nice trip. Exactly. Exactly. So we have to stop taking life so serious, um, ladies and gentlemen. We really, really do because it's not that deep. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's only that deep because you've created that deepness in your mind. So you ne- you need to start loosening up a little bit, lighten up on yourself, because really it's it's not that deep. Um, I want to go through these eight um, uh, points. Persistence is a state of mind, like we've been saying, and mm-hmm. and so therefore it can be cultivated. And like all states of mind, persistence is used upon definite causes, including one definite definiteness of purpose. Knowing what you want is the first and perhaps the most important step toward the development of persistence. A strong motive forces you to surmount many difficulties. So you do agree with that because, you know, you have to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, how is the universe going to know what you want? And how is the universe going to give you what you want if you don't know what you want? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what you want... I always tell people, sometimes there are people that do not know, and that's okay. So if you yeah. don't know what you want or what your purpose is, then ask God, what is my purpose? Right. What am I here for? Start mm-hmm. to show me. Start to talk to This is a good time to talk to your family and friends because they usually are the ones closest to you and know you a little bit more. But you can and will discover what it is you're, you're to do. I'm sorry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And number two, desire. It is uh, comparatively easy to acquire and maintain persistence in pursuing the object of intense desire. So you have to really uh, have that burning desire for something. Um, I talked about briefly last week about my son uh, moving to California, well, he had a burning desire (laughs) to go out there and to make it work for him because that was his dream. And, you know, he had this dream for a very long time, but it took Mm -hmm. him, you know, a little bit to fully realize exactly what it was he wanted. So he put, he, he, you know, swallowed his fear 
got outside of his comfort zone, jumped in the car, and drove all the way to California. And he says, Mom, I'm not coming back unless I come back to visit, (laughs) but um, I'm going to make it and I'm going to make this work. So you have to have a burn. He said, if I got to sleep in the car, which he's not sleeping in the car, folks, but he would (laughs) have. You know, that's how that's how bad he wanted that thing. So desire, you have to have a burning desire. Um, number three, self-reliance. Believe in your ability to carry out a plan encourages you to follow the plan through with persistence. Yeah. Believe in your ability. Believe in your ability. Four, definiteness of purpose, definiteness of Plans, girl. I can't say that word. Organize, organized plans, even though they may be weak and entirely impractical, encourage persistence. Yes. Yeah. Write it down. Yes, that's the key. It's so important to write what your goals are or what you're to do from day to day, and it may seem simple, but it works. Yes. Write it down. Write your plan out. You know, I tell my kids all the time: write it down. Write it down, and it may change, and it it probably yeah. will, but you'll still yeah. see the essence and the core of what you wanted to do in that original plan. Write it down. Exactly. exactly. Five, accurate knowledge. Knowing that your plans are sound based upon experience or observation encourages persistence. Guessing instead of knowing destroys persistence. Okay, yeah. accurate knowledge, knowing that your plans are sound based upon experience or observation. Number six, cooperation. Sympathy. Well, Lisa, before you skip uh-huh. to number six, I really feel okay, important. Okay. The piece on knowledge, um, and Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill talks about this. There's a saying that knowledge is power. Yes, knowledge is power, but it is the integration of that knowledge that makes it powerful. Yes. So, when you are seeking knowledge, it's not enough to know. It's how you're using, integrating, synthesizing, and yes. that's the power of knowledge. Yes, and you know what? That is so true because even that's why, you know, we talk about books a lot. We talk about reading. Yes. Um, yes. You know, knowledge is, is powerful, and a lot of the times, you know, things that I may want to do, if I if I'm not quite sure on it, you know, you know me. I'll do some research yes. quick, fast, and in a hurry yes. because I want to yes. know all that I can know about that exactly. subject or about that topic. So knowledge is power. Yes. Knowledge is definitely power. Uh, number six, cooperation. Sympathy, understanding, and harmonious cooperation with others tend to develop persistence. And that goes back to what we stated earlier about having that mastermind group, being around positive people, like-minded yes. people that will yes. encourage you and help you to, you know, that little train that could, you know, yes, you yes. Know, let's help push that train. Let's help them push, push. Yes. You know, you yes. can do this. You need that yes. persistence. You need that cooperation um, from people with like minds. Yeah. Uh, number seven, willpower. The habit of concentrating your thoughts upon the building of plans for the attainment of a definite purpose leads to persistence. Habit. You know, constantly yeah. think about what you want. Read your plan. Read your um, after you wrote down your um, what you want to do with your life. You know, your pl- read it. Yeah. Three times a day. My- Mm-hmm. Right, and one of my favorite quotes is um, by Aristotle, I think it is, and he says that excellence is a habit. 
If you want mm-hmm. to be excellent, you must do it time and time and, and time, time again. again. That's right. And we can never underestimate the value of being disciplined. And that's right. really what we're talking about is being very, very disciplined yes. in whatever we're interested in. Well, that, that goes down to number eight, which he talks about habit. Persistence is the direct result of habit. Persistence yeah. is the direct result of habit. The mind absorbs and becomes a part of the daily experiences upon which it uh, upon which it feeds. Fear, the worst of all enemies, can be effectively cured by forced repetition of acts of courage. Everyone who has seen active service in war knows this. It's the persistence yeah. of habit. You have to, uh, you, it's like, like you know, again, I have to go back to my kids. Um, practice makes perfect. Yeah. You know, practice yeah. makes perfect. My son started playing the saxophone, you know, in the fifth grade. And every day, you know, he practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And now he's performing, you know, all over the country. Um, well, he's been performing all over the country for quite a while, but he wouldn't have been able to do that if he had not practiced. So practice yeah. on renewing your mind. Practice on, you know, being able to read your plan out loud morning, noon, yeah. and night. Practice, 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 practice. Yeah. So we've down to the end of the show <laughs> already. <laughs> um, and I want to, first of all, uh, just remind people to, you know, that burning desire. Seek it out. What is it that you really, really want to do with your life? What is it that you're passionate about? Once you find that passion, you know, it takes persistence and perseverance. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to leave you with this. John fifteen sixteen in the uh, new uh, NIV version states, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. We are all given the tools we need to succeed at whatever it is we want to achieve. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. We must get to that secret place within to discover who we really are as well as the power that we have to accomplish whatever it is we set our minds to. We must stop making excuses as to why we can't, why we shouldn't, why we couldn't. We must stop pointing the blame at others as to why we haven't arrived to the place of what we deem to be success. It's nobody's fault but your own. We are the ones who are responsible for where we are and why we do not move forward. We have got to stop with the woulda, coulda, shoulda syndrome and start placing those negative habit-forming thoughts with I can, I will, and I am. You are what you say you are. You can do whatever you say you want to do. Start reconditioning your mind to think like a winner. Think like a champion, and you will start to see your way clear to the finish line. Pick up that old project or that old dream and carry on. There is nothing and no one standing in your way but you. You are a child of the Most High, a 
spiritual being that was created by love, created in love. And if the great being who created all that the eye can see and even that which we can't see, and we are made in that image, then you, my dreaming friends, have the power and capability of doing the same. So just know that whatever you set out to do, whatever inspired you to begin something new, is the same thing that will help you to complete it. After all, God has not given up on us. The great I am has not ceased to be whatever it is you need it to be. Dwell in the knowledge. Dwell in that knowledge. Dwell in the knowingness that the Almighty never gives up, never ceases, and never fails. And as it is for our great maker, so it is for us. For we are legit, too legit to quit. (laughs) That concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank you for tuning in with us and a shout out to my Facebook family who are always loving and supporting me Um, and always to my my family also. I just love them so much. They are just so supportive. And I want to thank you uh, for just, just allowing me to do what I do. Once again, a big thank you to Teresa Hamilton for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us for knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Thank you, Teresa, uh, Teresa, my sister girl. Thank you for having me and being my accountability partner. I really appreciate everything about you, Lisa. Oh, well, thank you as well. Please tune in next week. We're into September, September the 3rd at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Also, Don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.